I'm McKinney Smith. In 2009, while going through a divorce, I decided to jump straight into entrepreneurship. In 2012, I lost my sister and asked myself, what legacy do I want to leave behind? Since then, I've become a serial entrepreneur, helping other women publish their books, produce their podcasts, and reach their big goals to walk in their greatness. I realized the importance of sharing our stories of resilience and how it can be another's guide to walk in a manner worthy of their calling. We are blessed to be a blessing. So get ready to be blessed with an inspiring testimony. Hey, Legacy Leavers, thank you for joining us on the Awaka My Stilettos podcast, the top 1.5% most popular show in the world, where we have conversations with amazing women that are letting us step into their shoes. I help women to own their voice so they can create impact, prosperity, and legacy. I get inspired when I see another woman succeeding, but what interests me more is her backstory and her mindset on how she got there. So today's guest is about to bless us with her testimony, and since you're already here, you may as well subscribe. Today we have Sarah Fontenot. She is a self-love guru helping people to get out of their own way emotionally and mentally. She's the CEO of Disruptor Elite Group, growing her first entrepreneur business from a quarter of a million dollars a year to over a million dollars a year in just six months. Living up to the standard of building the life and business you love, she's mastered her craft and inspires others daily to do the same through heavy mindset strategy, instilling confidence and belief development. Please welcome to the show, Sarah. (laughs) I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm honored and I'm grateful and I'm excited to just have some fun and a very transparent, authentic conversation with you today. And also, can I just say, I'm, I, I love what you're doing for women. I love the access that you're giving and the reminders that, you know, we all start somewhere and we may see the successes that are out there, but it's really beautiful that you can walk any, you know, whether they're an entrepreneur, whether they're a stay at home mom, the women that are, that are a part of your platform, you can let them know that it doesn't matter where you start. You can always get to wherever you want. You being that vessel and also allowing other people to be that vessel as well is truly beautiful. So thank you for all that you do. It's truly an honor to be here. Thank you so much, Sarah. That is like the reason why I do the show and why I like get excited just to even have these conversations because so many women look at social media and see the highlight reels and feel like that's unattainable for them or they can't keep up or they end up with, you know, imposter syndrome or comparing themselves. But it's listening to your stories, the behind the scenes and your journey and how you got through the adversities that you got through. Women can hear, oh my gosh, I you know, I'm going through that. So she was able to get through this. I can do it too, you know, to help inspire others to walk in their own greatness. Yes, yes, yes. And it's crazy that you say that because I think about how even for myself, you know, I've been engaged twice for those people that have no idea who I am. Um, I've been engaged twice and it was comparison the most recent time where I literally was so hungry for marriage and a family, marriage and a family. Well, anyone can give you marriage and a family, like mm-hmm. <laughs> literally mm-hmm. any person. <laughs> However, because that's what I was after, I was literally ready, willing and able to surrender under my destiny, loving the wrong person. 
Mm. You know, and so many of us do that because we're after the title or the label or we're comparing ourselves, looking at it from lack or we're listening to society or we're indoctrinated into these things that really stop us from being most in alignment with who it is that we are called to be and what we're yeah. supposed to do and how we're supposed to have, you know, so I completely understand and I'm I'm grateful truly for this vessel that you're creating because women get to know like we can have it all, maybe not mm-hmm. all at the same time, but you <laughs> You know, we, we really can have it all. Yeah. And so I'm excited today. I love it. I love it. See, if we want it, it's possible. We just need to believe that it's possible. Yes. 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 Before we jump into all the juice of your story, because you just mm-hmm. gave us a little tidbit there about being engaged twice. So <laughs> <laughs> I love to start at the beginning and learn more about your, I'm going to say aspirations as a child, because Usually as kids, we have these vivid imaginations and Mm. we talk about all the things that we want to do and who we want to be. And then society starts to limit us and tell us to think inside of a box or we conform to what our parents wanted us to be or Mm -hmm. what have you. So I love to know as an icebreaker question, like what did you want to be as a little girl? Oh man. Well, I think first and foremost, it's important to acknowledge that when we're little kids, most of us are duped from the beginning by our Mm -hmm. parents, by our uncles, our aunties, by everyone that really loves us because everyone is always saying, what do you want to be when you grow up? Mm -hmm. Well, what is amazing, but that's connected to achievement. Whereas who do you want to be? It's connected to fulfillment. Mm -hmm. And it took me a long time to understand the differentiation. It was well into my adulthood. But when I was a little girl, I thought that the only way to be successful was doctor, lawyer, engineer, or entertainment. And so I didn't know what entrepreneurship was. I didn't know how to be, you know, any other way that there was another way of success. And so for me, when I was a little girl, I wanted to be a veterinarian. I actually became a vegetarian for like a (laughs) while. Now it's funny. I'm actually like, well, I call myself a selectitarian because I don't like labels. If I feel like eating some, I say flexitarian. Okay, I'm. I (laughs) I do what I want. Okay, that's what I am. Don't put a don't put me in a box. But what I love is that, you know, I, I, I was like, I could be a veterinarian. I was going to be a vegetarian because I'm going to save all these animals and all these things. And then I have a weak stomach. You know, I can't be a doctor. If I see blood, Lord have mercy. I'm on the floor. I'm like, who, 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 oh gosh, it's awful. Um, and then I was like, well, I could be a lawyer, you know, as I got a little bit older into my, um, into like my teens, I, I mm-hmm. thought I was going to be a lawyer because I'm pretty good with debating. I, I love a good debate. But then I counted the costs of what mm-hmm. do I need to do in order to be a lawyer. And I'm so grateful for people that love that, but I'm not interested in learning and reading things I'm not interested in. So yes. I was like, I don't want to do that um, because I wasn't excited about rules and regulations and codes and all. I'm, I've never really been that person, but I'm so grateful that those people exist. Um, and then I was like, well, maybe I'll be an engineer. My mom's an engineer, you know, so maybe. And then I saw what my mom does and I'm like, I do not want her job. So <laughs> then <laughs> I was like, I was like, you know what? I'm going to be a singer, actor, dancer. I'm going to be an actress, Sarah Fontenot, name and lights. And um, that's actually what brought me to Los Angeles. I moved to Los Angeles by myself when I was 20 years old to pursue acting. And mm-hmm. it's funny because I slipped and fell. I actually got into a theater academy out, out here in L.A. And I slipped and fell into entrepreneurship while I was out here. And it's funny because powerful people ask powerful questions because it steers your focus. Mm-hmm. So 
instead of me having those 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 questions of what do I want to be, it was why do I want to be an actress? Who do I want to be like? How do I want to make people feel? And if I'm honest with myself, I I wanted to make money and have influence. That's that's the truth of the matter if I break it all the way down. But the reality of it is I can't give roles away when I'm an actress. Mm. I can't put someone else in a movie. I literally can't really do much. Like, honestly, when you're an entertainer, you're at the bottom of the totem pole. So the person that's signing your check, they make all the decisions and you get to fall in line. Mm. Right. And so I really enjoyed the entertainment industry while I was in it. It was a good time. I, you know, I got some movies, I got some credits, I got some cool little stuff, but that's not really what I wanted to do. And so a powerful question that I started asking myself was, who is it that I want to be? And mm-hmm. what does that look like? And so that's how I slipped and fell into entrepreneurship. But I have an ugly story. Let me tell you. <laughs> and I, I, I hope that people know on the on, on you know that are listening. I want you to know, like it really doesn't matter where you start, because I was that girl calling my mom every month, asking her to help me put gas in my car. Mm-hmm. Asking her to help me pay my rent. I was that girl putting $3 on pump five. You know, I was that girl getting the note on my door, the notice on my door, the three-day notice to pay or quit every mm-hmm. single month. And then out of the four years I lived in my apartment, I paid my rent twice on time and I got sued for $3,500. Wow. So for the women that are listening, if you're in a space where you're like, you know, I don't, I don't know what it's, what it looks like. Well, faith doesn't require you to know, right. it just requires you to keep going, yeah. you know? So that's what I wanted. I, I, I wanted a lot of different things. And I think that's why I'm, I call myself, I'm a professional failure, but that's why I'll win. <laughs> You know, <laughs> I love it. I love. Okay. So there's so many things that I love there. And before I even get into your actual story, because you, you know, you talked about you having an impactful story. Like there's so many things about what you just said that I want to, you know, dig a little deeper into. And I love how I asked an icebreaker question and you just got real, like, real. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It's a habit. I can't help it. <laughs> You're my kind of girl, Sarah. You're my kind of girl. Yes. A fellow Canadian, my fellow yes. Canadian friend. <laughs> love it. Okay, so what you said a while ago, well, at the beginning, when you talked mm-hmm. about the who versus mm-hmm. the what, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, as children, we got we got duped by those that love us, by cartoons, by all these things, focusing on the what. And then when you get older and you realize, you know, you want to be a, a decent human being, that requires you to ask yourself, who do you want to be? Yes. And I think culturally, we've been conditioned to focus on the what. And mm-hmm. the accolades and the the chasing the the things and success and all of those things that eventually I'm going to say don't make us truly happy, right? Um, but when you look at the who you want to be and you look at the I'm going to say nature of who we are as people mm-hmm. that want love and freedom and peace and kindness, mm-hmm. I I love how you've just differentiated the difference of the, you know, the what versus who Mm. Um, that spoke to me immediately. And then when you talked about, you slipped and fell into entrepreneurship. (laughs) So I know a lot of us entrepreneurs may feel that same exact way at some point. And I mean, I definitely didn't intend on being an entrepreneur, but I can definitely say I'm not employable. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) Me either. (laughs) I need to make my own rules. And even when I make them, I break them. So, right. 
That's what I'm saying. Rules, regulations, codes. I could I couldn't be a lawyer. Okay, I just right? couldn't do it. <laughs> it's too many. It's too many. Um, so you know, your your journey into entrepreneurship, I think it's beautiful for people to hear because like yourself, there's been other women that have come on the show and talked about how they've just through exploration of moving forward and trying different things and seeing what they like and what they don't like and discovering who they want to be for the rest of their life and the impact that they want to make. So I believe nothing happens by chance, but your journey to entrepreneurship, you figuring it out through the acting and and all those other things allowed you to see and experience so that you could be the woman you are today. Yes. And in so many different ways, you know, I think back even on a tragic note, but it's such a blessing. I always, so I I live through five mantras inside of my life, right? Things go wrong so that life can go right. Mm -hmm. All things are happening for my good, even the bad. I was built for this. This is all a part of my story and stop asking God, why me? And start Mm -hmm. telling life, try me. Mm. Right. So I live by those five things and it's really changed the way that I that I approach what could be seen as obstacles, trials, tribulations, challenges, you know, anything that comes up as that's adversity. But I feel like anytime we make the decision to do anything to better ourselves, boom, adversity comes up. right? Right. And so for me, a lot of the time in the past, I used to say, you know, like, why is this happening to me? Why is this happening to me? And then I realized, again, powerful people ask powerful questions and we have no power there because it's outside mm-hmm. of us. It's mm-hmm. it's the things that are happening outside. And the only thing we have control over is ourselves. Yeah. And so I say that to say one of the things on a tragic note and everything happens for a reason is before I moved to Los Angeles, like I said, I was engaged twice once when I was a child. I'm like, does that really count? Maybe I should just stop <laughs> saying twice and say once, you know, like I could just kind of just gloss over that one. I, it was, I was so young. But uh, one of the things was that my ex fee, my first ex fiance, um, I was almost paralyzed by him oh, because wow. I got beat up really badly. But oh, had that not happened, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have moved to LA. Mm. Had I not moved to LA to pursue acting, I wouldn't have slipped and fell into entrepreneurship. Had I not had this crazy story, I wouldn't be as as relatable and had the opportunity because I've traveled all over the world and had the opportunity to share my story, to share strategies, tools, all of those things. But I mean, like places like Iceland and Sweden and Athens and like so many really awesome things that I've been able to do because nobody cares about the perfect story. Right. People want to know, like, do I see myself inside of you? The the ugliest parts of our story are the parts that inspire someone else to say, I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to give up. I can, I was built for this. Right. And so everything truly does happen for a reason. And I feel like sometimes us as entrepreneurs, especially for those that are like kind of new is it's like, we're looking for that one reason why we shouldn't be doing it. Well, I'll tell you right now, there's 10,000 reasons why you shouldn't. Yep. But you can lock into that one reason why you can and don't let it go. Be unwavering. Mm-hmm. And I say that to say, you know, when I first started in entrepreneurship, I lived in Hollywood, California, and my mentor was in Torrance, California, which is a 45 minute drive each way with no traffic, mm. by the way. There's never no traffic in LA. In LA. Okay? Yeah, that's it's not a real thing. Um, <laughs> and this is also when I'm struggling to put gas in my car. Right. I'm literally counting kilometers because my car used to squeak on every block. It was like, 
<laughs> it was horrible. My gas gauge pointed downward. So I never knew how much gas I had. I actually ran out of gas several times inside mm-hmm. of that truck. I called her get because she was ghetto. I like couldn't stand <laughs> that car. I was like this get literally like, the air conditioning didn't work. I live in LA, right? Just so tragic. But I was like, you know what? Success does not come to me. I have to go to it. Yes. And so five to six days a week, I was driving all the way. Well, that car that I used to curse, this is my lesson. Be careful what you curse in your life because you never know when God's going to take it away. Mm. That car that was getting me from point A to point B crashed itself on the freeway. Don't ask me no questions. That's just how it happened. (laughs) But I'm okay. I was driving, but I'm okay. You know, so I didn't have that car anymore. And I had a choice. I could have said, you know, maybe this is God saying, this just isn't for me. Maybe this is the universe telling me it's not my time. Maybe this is, no, this is God saying, how bad do you really want it? Yes. And so I started taking two buses in a train, two and a half hours, one way, three hours ride back because success does not come to me. We have to go to it. And so when it comes to everything happening for a reason, now when I have that story, nobody can tell me, well, Sarah, I couldn't afford it. Well, I couldn't either, but I made a way. Right. When someone tells me, well, Sarah, I don't have a car. Are you taking three hours or two and a half hours each way? Mm-hmm. You know, like how bad do you really want it? So then what that, that gives us is an opportunity, one, to say, I understand where you're coming from, but that doesn't have to be the story that you subscribe to. You've yes. got to change the narrative. If you, if you want to learn about how to build houses and you're learning from YouTube, you're not going to watch the channels that are making acai bowls. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, you've got to decide who are you subscribing to? And I choose to subscribe to faith rather than fear. Yes. Listen, <laughs> if I had like my own sound effects right now, I, I would like be the, what do you call that? The, that horn. Oh yeah. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. So you are completely speaking my language, like singing my song, like yes. everything you just said, I resonate with, I believe in the, those are, you know, my way of thinking as well. I see, I know I love you. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best thing. As soon as you said it, I was like, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, like completely. You you talked about the the tragedy to get to where you are. And mm-hmm. I'm gonna say 75% of the women that I speak to have a story that comes from trauma. You know, their their pain birthed their purpose. Yes, come on. Yes. And there are women who are there like the the other side of that is there are women who either feel that they're, they don't have a story that is big enough mm-hmm. or feel that they don't and they never experienced any trauma or or what have you. But how you basically just explained like in detail when you're able to speak about your adversities and how you've overcome them, you can be empathetic to the people that you are connected to or coaching or interacting with to help serve them on a larger scale. And when they are trying to use excuses, you can show them that there are solutions and you're not just teaching from book smarts. You're combining it with your life experience, your lived experience, your knowledge, your wisdom. It's not ignorance. It's not like there's, I'm not knocking anybody, but if I am going to hire someone for any form of coaching or mentoring, and I strongly believe in coaches and mentors, everyone needs one. Everyone yep. needs one. Yep. Um, but 
they need to be coming from a place of experience. Don't Google something from a book and try to tell me what I need to be doing if you've never done it. Like my right. mentor taught us to be a product of the product. Yeah. So before we can tell anyone or uh, coach anyone to anywhere, we have to have walked that path or had some experience. We need to be one step ahead of the person that we're coaching, basically. Yes. So I, I love the the point that you spoke about, you know, success does not come to you. Mm-hmm. And if you can just unpack that a little bit more for those that are listening, because I feel like some people will be sitting in their home mm-hmm. behind their computer, mm-hmm. whether it be they want success in a relationship because they're single, whether it be they want success in entrepreneurship, anything, but they're not actually doing the actions to get them the results that they want. And they're sitting there saying, how come this is not happening? Right. Okay. Well, if it's okay, I would like to actually back that up with like the forefront of it. Because what I've learned from working with thousands of people is that, let me actually go back a little bit even further. And I swear I'm going to bring it back to the point. So, (laughs) (laughs) so one of the things that I realized, I I read a a mind blowing, staggering fact that 67% of people, 67% of people, Seven out of 10 people don't think anyone would mind if they died. Mm. If they died, right? And so what that says to me is people are questioning their purpose. They're questioning why they're here. They're asking what's it all for. And they're so stuck inside of do I matter enough to get up off the couch and get into action that they're paralyzed Mm -hmm. into doing nothing. And so what I realized in working with so many people is that the issue is not necessarily most 99% of the time, it's not really strategy. We know what to do. We've read the books. We've taken the courses. We've done the seminars. The problem is why are we not getting in action? The, the, the issue is not strategy. The issue is worthiness. And so for me, that breaks down into two things. And I speak about this all the time. Number one is belief. Right. And for me, belief is an action word. Right. Belief breaks down into five really simple steps. A repetitious thought creates your awareness, creates your evaluation, creates your act, your, your action, which creates your progress. So what does that mean? It means when you believe something, in order to believe something, you have to do these five steps. So number one, a repetitious thought. You are literally driving a neurological pathway through your brain. It's like when you see that car that you want and you start to see it everywhere. Everywhere, right? yeah. Or, you, or, or the numbers that you start to see everywhere, right? It's like you look at the clock and it's 111 and you look and it's 1111 and then you look and it's 111 and then you see 111 on the street and you start to notice these things because you're neurologically creating a pathway. Yeah. And I'm a visual learner, so I like to say, um, like speaking analogies. And so if you were to run through a cornfield one time, no one would know that you ran through a cornfield. Mm-hmm. If you were to drive through a cornfield one time, okay, people would know that you drove through a cornfield. However, over time, the corn would start to grow back and things would go back to normal, right? Mm-hmm. But if you continuously drive that same path through that same cornfield, not only will people know, okay, somebody's been in the cornfield, <laughs> somebody's definitely been here, but also corn won't be able to grow there any longer. 
And so our brain works the same way when you're driving that neurological pathway, when you're driving that repetitious thought, you're putting the pictures on your phone, you're doing the things on the mirror, you're seeing the pictures on the wall, you have that vision board that you see daily. What it does is it keeps it at the forefront of your mind so that now not only is it like, oh, that's on my mind, but it's much harder for fear or doubt to grow there any longer. Mm-hmm. Right. Which brings us to the next thing. So now that it's on the forefront of your mind, what you've done is you've created an awareness about it. So I always say it's like a radar, right? Imagine those old school submarines. I'm probably aging myself, but it is okay. Uh, I think I'm turning 42, <laughs> girl. I don't think you're older than me. <laughs> yes. No, I'm so grateful. Yes. Okay. Okay. I feel better about my life. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so so for, for, for people, you know, if they, if they can remember a submarine and they have that radar, right. And it's like, do, do, and you see mm-hmm. what's around, right. Well, if you are as old as you are right now and your radar has only ever seen a map of the United States, wherever you may be, let's pretend that you've only seen a map of the United States. And then someone is coming up to you talking about entrepreneurship and success and making millions and all of these things. And that seems like Japan, yeah, right automatically we're going to be like, oh, whoa, whoa, that's not real, right? Mm -hmm. Automatically, because we've only ever seen a map of the United States. Well, what happens is when you start to create that repetitious thought and you start to increase that awareness, you're expanding your radar. So now I can see Japan. Now, an important note here that we have to remember is that, and I say this all the time, When you tell your friends and your family members about your dreams and your aspirations and your vision, we have to remember that sometimes the people that love us the most, Mm -hmm. they support us the least. Absolutely. And it is not because you're incapable. It is not because you're, you're dumb or you're stupid or you're silly or you're crazy or you can't make it. It's because they've only seen a map of the United States and you're telling them about Japan. So they're trying to keep you safe where you are instead of seeing you for something they can't see. Right. And so when you have that awareness of it, what happens is now I can evaluate. Okay. Well, uh, let's get even clearer. I'm here in Los Angeles, California, which is on the West coast of the U S and Japan is far. Right. When you evaluate, I don't know whether you're going to have to hitchhike. You'll get to drive. Maybe you have a friend that has a private jet. I don't know what your journey will look like, but are you willing to take that ride? Mm. Right. And so for me, I like to use numbers because they're just so easy to measure. I always say $100,000, right? If you're excited about making $100,000, this is my analogy of Japan, going from LA to Japan, $100,000 is only $8,333 a month, which is only $277 a day. How many people do you have to expose your product or service to in order to consistently make $277 a day? Same thing Mm -hmm. with a million. It's only $83,333, which is $2,777 a day. You could sell a thousand, uh, a product worth a thousand dollars to a thousand people, right? You, there's so many different ways that you could do it. And I say all of this to say that when you know what the big goal is and you reverse engineer it to the little goal, okay, well, I need to expose my product or service to a hundred people a day face-to-face or a thousand people need to see it on social media or whatever it may be. Now you're taking aligned action steps. Now I do just want to say this, uh, actually, no, I'll say the action portion of it gives you progress. If you are excited about getting to Japan and you make it to the airport when you didn't know how you would, or you make it from, you got to drive cross country and you make it to the next state over, that is progress. 
If you can get one state over, that is progress and it feels good. And when you feel good, you start to believe a little bit more. Now, there's one other thing that I want to say inside of this is sometimes for my entrepreneurs, when we're first starting, people are telling you, you know, they're, they're telling you, you've got to affirm it. You've got to believe it. You've got to speak it into existence. But if we don't feel good about what we are disclaiming, about what we are yelling from the rooftops, mm-hmm. we actually repel it. Yep. Right. So I, I like when I first started in entrepreneurship and I'm calling my mom, asking her to help me put gas in my car every month. Right. When I'm choosing between food in my fridge or gas in my car, when my lights were shut off. And someone's telling me to say I'm a six-figure earner. Mm-hmm. There, there's no way I could have believed that because I was making a thousand dollars a month, struggling every single month, right? Mm-hmm. And so sometimes, instead of doing the big goal, you got to reverse engineer it into the next five. What are the next steps that you can take today mm-hmm. that are the income-producing activities that'll give you the big goal? So as an example, instead of saying, I am a six-figure earner, I am going to Japan, I am a multimillionaire, instead of saying that, focus on, I am becoming the kind of person who... Mm-hmm. I am becoming the kind of person who can be consistent with exposing my product or service to X amount of people every day. I am becoming the kind of person who is not put off by rejection. Mm-hmm. I am becoming the kind of person who can keep promises to herself. I am becoming the kind of person who, and what happens is you start to become that person yes. because it's scary to say, I'm going to talk to 20 people today about my product or service. It's not scary to say, I'm going to follow up with the people that I met yesterday. Mm -hmm. But it is scary to say, I need to make $2,777 today when you haven't made $20. Right. So how can we, can we chunk that down? And when you believe in yourself and what you're affirming feels good in what you're saying, and you can puff your chest up because you know what, maybe you got one more client or maybe you believed in yourself a little bit more. And that's what I did when I first started getting a result. My mom, who is my superhero, she is literally who I look up to. Like if I had a chance, like I love, I love, I love everybody, but my mom trumps everyone for me because I've seen it and who she is. You know what I mean? Like her story of resilience, and maybe we will touch on it later, but her story of resilience is truly the reason why I am who I am. I love my dad. Don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. my mom, Oh, that lady is special. So when I first started entrepreneurship, my superhero told me, baby, get a job. And I'm like, no, mom, I'm, yeah. I'm doing this entrepreneur thing. I'm going to school. I'm doing all this stuff. But can you give me $20? You know, like, like, like yep. literally, this is this is my truth, right? And so my mom, even as I started to make a little bit of money and I would send my parents $50 and say, here's dinner on me. Even then my mom was like, baby, get a part-time job, right? Because she's trying to keep me safe. safe she's yeah. trying to give me that security. She's trying to make sure that I'm good, which I understand because of how we grew up. But I say that to say that we have to remember at the end of the day, if we don't bet all in on us, who will? Mm-hmm. And if you can't believe in yourself, you've got to get around the people that will believe in you that are going to speak life into you. And sometimes it's just not your family. 
Now my mom is like, I love entrepreneurship. <laughs> I love your business. Because you showed her what was possible, right? Oh my people God. don't just, believe they, it until they can see it. Not everyone yes. can. Like you, you had that vision and yep. you believed that you could make it possible. So when your yes. mom was telling you to get a part-time job, it's not because she didn't believe that you could do it, but her paradigm right. didn't believe what was possible because the example that you gave of her only ever seeing a map of the US. So, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes we may view when, you know, family and friends or loved ones try to talk us out of our dreams and visions, but it's because they, we haven't shown them tangibly right. <laughs> what is real. Like they didn't have that vision. That vision was given to you. And because of yeah. their paradigm and their experiences and their perspectives, they may not get it until you show them in reality. Right. And you gaining your confidence in in doing what you do, like you said, the, the small steps, it's the competence, like you do the thing, you do yep. it enough times in repetition until you feel comfortable, and then you slowly start to build the confidence in it. Yes. Um, yeah, you you just gave so many gems. I'm, I'm just like, <laughs> trying to remember them all right now, because I'm like, it's like, <laughs> I feel like someone took all of the information in my brain and in my head <laughs> and articulated it in a different way so that it can be heard and received differently. So listen, you're my girl, Sarah. You're my <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Like even when at the very beginning, when you, when you started answering the question, you said that 67% of people yeah. think that it would not matter if they died. Like I had to hold my chest for a second and yeah. I feel so I don't even know if I have the words right now. Like I'm a huge empath. So I feel like my chest feels heavy right now. Mm. So for anyone that is listening and they feel that way, here's something I want you to think about. Google the butterfly effect. Mm. If a butterfly across the world, when they are, are flying around, their impact can affect all the way at the other side of the world. You matter. Your story matters. Yes. If you did not exist, the world would not be the exact same as it is today. Yes. So I want anyone who was listening who has that feeling that their life doesn't matter and no one would care if they died, please understand that the world, the world that we live in would not be the same without you. Yes. Yeah. I, I just, I just needed to say that. I'm so grateful that you said that. I'm so grateful. And also to remember um, for those that are listening that if you do feel that way, it's probably not your fault right. because society has indoctrinated us into giving us a target we can never hit. Mm -hmm. they, they're not asking us the right questions. And so if you feel empty or you feel like, what is my purpose? Why am I here? You're not alone, one. But two, we've been duped since our childhood. Yeah. You know, so like you said, I, I couldn't agree more. Like every single one of us matter. We mm -hmm. were all like, I always say worthiness is not something that you have to achieve or that you earn or that it's given mm -hmm. to you because you look a certain way or you dress a certain way. It is our birthright. Right. Mm hmm. Absolutely. I, I, <laughs> now I'm like, hold on a second. I think I wrote those exact lines in my first book. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I have that in your audio book. <laughs> we are resonating on the same vibration. See? I yes. Yes. I love, I love it. Okay. So, I mean, you just dropped so many amazing gems and we didn't even get into the depths of your story. So <laughs> I already know that I'm going to have to have you back on as a, a part two. Um, Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. For sure. For sure. Um, okay. So I guess, what does authenticity mean to you? 
authenticity means you're willing to brave the uncertain no matter what you look like. Mm -hmm. I feel like when you're authentic to yourself, uh, number one, that's a superpower. Uh, But number two, when you're authentic to yourself, you're being all of who you are. And obviously it's like, sometimes we're serious. Sometimes we're sad. Sometimes we're up. Sometimes we're down, but without allowing the opinions of others or the judgment of others to alter who we're being in a moment, because Mm -hmm. we're always going to be who we are and not who someone else wants us to be. Love it. I love it. Okay. Tell us why you chose the name disruptor elite group. Where did, where did that Ah. come from? Oh my goodness gracious. So it actually started because I, a while back, I believe in giving back in a, in a very large way. And um, when I first started, I was trying to figure out like, what is, what is my thing? Like, what is my thing? Is it, And it, I really don't tell a lot of people this, but um, there was a prophecy over my life. My mom didn't know that she was pregnant with me. And she said that an angel came to her and said that she would have a baby girl and she would name her Sarah and she would be a wonder to the world and a comfort to her father. And up until I was like 22, I used to think it was like, oh, comfort to my dad. Like, you know, I'm doing okay. I'm probably a little bit of a hot mess, but as an adult, like I'm doing pretty good. Okay. I'm doing pretty good. Um, And then I started to think, well, it's probably my heavenly father. Mm hmm. Because giving back and contributing and, and creating access and all those things is, has always been a, a, a big part of my life. Like my mom would do food and clothing drives. And, and the only reason why I talk about my mom so much and not my dad is because my dad ruptured a disc in his back when I was about 10 years old. Mm-hmm. And so we went from a two-family income household to one. And my mom, why I say she's my superhero is because she had a full-time job, was going to school full-time, taking care of my dad and his new injury and all of us kids. And there are so many of us because my parents love each other a lot. So uh, (laughs) all that. Um, But I say that to say, like, that's the only reason why you're not hearing me say a lot about my dad, because Mm -hmm. growing up, he was injured most of my uh, childhood. And then I moved away when I was 20. So now it's a completely different story. Anyway, as a child, we did food and clothing drives and we did, we went and helped. We had this, uh, a thing called open door where we would go and help immigrants learn to speak English and just so many different things. And so I say all of that to say that when I started, I was like, maybe it's called the I Wonder Project because I'm supposed to be a wonder to the world or whatever it may be. And randomly, a woman commented because I did, I, I, I posted a quote that I saw that said, be the CEO that you're, that you've always wanted to marry or that your mom wanted you to marry. Mm-hmm. And someone commented on my page and she said, wow, you're going to disrupt a lot of perspectives with that. And I was like, oh, and that spawned my mindset motivation t-shirt line. I have a mindset motivation uh, t-shirt line called Disrupted Perspective. Mm -hmm. And I was like, can I please steal this? (laughs) And then I really got connected to the word disruptor. I think that it has a negative connotation. But in reality, disruption just means like now change it make a decision, do it now. So if you're disrupting your perspective, if you're disrupting in an elite way, um, then it just makes sense. And so that's really, that's really how that name came to be. I'm, I'm passionate about disrupting the status quo. I believe that we can have it all. I believe that we're all worthy. I believe that it's our choice to acknowledge and live inside of that, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's not something that's limited to the few it's available to all of us. We just have to remember like it's our birthright and then act like it yes girl uh, like i want to start snapping my fingers (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay. So we definitely, like I said, are going to have to have you back on for another episode because I'm like, where did the time go? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, and this, that usually happens when I'm having an amazing time and I'm just like, so into the conversation, I lose track of time. (laughs) Before we go to the final segment of the show, I want you to tell people where they can stay connected with you online and to learn more from you and about you. Yeah, so um, I'm the same Ms. Sarah Fontenot. So M-S-S-A-R-A-H-F-O-N-T-E-N-O-T. So it looks like Ms. Sarah Fontenot, but it's not Fontenot. Yeah, it's Fontenot. <laughs> uh, and um, that's me really on all platforms. Uh, on my Instagram, if you are excited, I, I, I launched the Ultimate Self-Love Guide. I think that it's pretty awesome. It is $7 and is life-changing. I've gotten such great feedback because it's actionable steps to start to incorporate today where you can really start to see changes, um, you know, quickly, obviously nothing changes overnight except our mind, which is Mm -hmm. the most powerful change we can make. Um, and so there's all my links are really on my Instagram. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much, that's me on, on all platforms. You can find me. And also I just, if if people want to, um, I actually, (laughs) actually just accepted a new position as a co-host and co-hosting a podcast called No Fluff the Podcast. Awesome. Uh, it is a grown-up podcast, just so y'all know. Um, <laughs> my my podcast host, my co-host is definitely like, you know, he's a man, number one, and has a man mouth. Um, <laughs> however, the information is really good. Uh, it was dropped March 2nd at 8 p.m. And it's it's that we've already pre-recorded over 40 shows and it's going like the value already. It's a lot of different people, a lot of different stories. And so it's pretty cool. So those are the ways that y'all can uh, get in contact with me. That is exciting. I'm pretty excited. definitely have all of your links in the detailed section of the episode so people can Yay. click and just connect with you directly. They don't have to search too far. Yay. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. So I call the final segment of the show a walk in her wisdom. Mm. And I I used to say it was like a rapid fire, but then I kind of break my own rules. So uh, yeah, we're just going to go with the questions. Okay. Okay. (laughs) You can answer whether you want to answer one word, one sentence, whatever comes to mind. Okay. So fast, not long winded. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Here we go. Good luck to me. Okay. (laughs) All right. You sound ready? Yep. What's the best advice you've ever received? Who we were is not who we are. And who we are is only the potential of who we can be. Mm, Love it. What's the worst advice you've ever received? Anyone can do it. Name a book that has changed or greatly impacted your life. The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. Mm. What failure has taught you the most about life? All of them. You have a favorite failure. (laughs) Oh, we all of them. Um, My favorite failure would be letting go of of the perceptions of others, and my reality became more important. Letting go of the comparison, being after marriage and a family. Now I'm after happiness, which Mm -hmm. will breed marriage and a family. So almost marrying two of the worst people for me. Were, were my best failures because I didn't make it down the altar, thank God. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I'm authentically myself and I've, I'm happy about that. I love it. I love it. Okay. If you could have a gigantic billboard anywhere with mm. anything on it, what would it say and why? Never forget you were built for this. Mm. We can get through any and all things. If, if death hasn't come yet, 
then it's another opportunity to turn it around. We are all born worthy. We can all do any and all things. Put it on the agenda to learn. If you suck at it, you probably will if you're new. That's the way that it goes. We didn't come out of the womb walking. Sometimes you got to crawl, a little army man crawl first, (laughs) and then a real crawl. And then, you know, you kind of get your balance. um, And then you actually start taking those steps. It's the same thing in anything else, relationships, business, platonic, romantic, whatever it is that you're after. You got to learn that skill, condition that skill consistent with that skill, master that skill. And it's only a matter of time until, you know, it is whatever it is that you're excited about. Mm-hmm. Love it. Love it. Love it. Okay. Name one of the most worthwhile investments that you've ever made. And that could be of money, time, energy. Myself. That's mm. the best investment I've ever made. I mean, in self-care, because I feel like we should all feel empowered mentally, emotionally, spiritually, financially, energetically, and physically. And when you feel that way, you operate differently and at a higher level inside of your life. And mm-hmm. I do my best to make sure that I'm my best, as best as I can be. I'm human, so I do have bad days, but you know, um, <laughs> I do my best inside of those areas. Love it. Okay. What new belief, behavior, or habit has improved your life in the last five years? Oh, there's this thing I do called morning vision, completely changed my life. Is this five years? let's say it's five years. Um, So I put on movie score music, which means there's no words and it's whatever evokes emotion. And I journal. I used to do this with two of my best girlfriends and I write things down as if they've already happened. I'm so blessed, happy and grateful now that X, Y, Z. And then what would happen is I would do that right for 10 to 15 minutes. And then we would do five minute rounds speaking it out loud. Like we were in that moment describing it like, oh, and my hair was this way and my outfit was that way. And I hear little pitter pattering feet on the floor and they come around and you're literally explaining it like you're explaining a movie. Mm-hmm. And so many, almost, almost everything, like even down to when I bought my mom, her dream car literally happened, you know, like, like this is years ago, but it literally happened exactly, not exactly, but it happened how I thought it was going yeah. to happen, you know? So it's like little things, it's little things like that that make a, when you feel good about it, you pull it in much faster than when you just speak it. Absolutely. Like I see, this is, uh, so I'm going to save my unpacking that for the next episode because I okay. have to say all that. I love it. Love it. Okay. Okay. Uh, last but not least, what do you wish women would do more of? <sighs> be selfish first mm. so you could be selfless. We as women put ourselves on the back burner. We're actually not even on the burner. We're on the counter, never getting warm. Right. And so I wish that women would remember that being exhausted, like there's no, there's no reward for being the most exhausted for being the most taken advantage of. We really just feel overworked and underappreciated. But if we would take the time to get full and pour from full instead of empty, mm-hmm. oh, life would be so great. And I, and also inside of that, I wish we would start outsourcing things we don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Like Delicate. the laundry <laughs> or cleaning the house, you know, like little, little things, the $10 per hour things out outsource those things because we cannot do it all. We only have a hundred percent each day. And a lot of times we're giving our energy to things that drain more energy and less of giving our, our, our best energy to what's going to change our circumstance or situation because we're exhausted. Yeah. Wow. Honestly, Sarah, like I so enjoyed talking to you. Like (laughs) I'm like, how else can I 
have conversations with Sarah. (laughs) (laughs) You are going to be my new best friend. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) Like, thank you so much for sharing so many gems. Like this Mm. is probably one of my most favorite episodes to record because I feel like everything that you said, I completely resonate with to my core. So just thank you for, for sharing today. Thank you. I'm so honored and grateful. And again, thank you for this platform that you're creating. Oh, goodness gracious. It's crazy what happens when we make the decision to impact. And that's exactly what you're doing. So I'm grateful for all of the good work and hard work that you're doing to provide all that you do. So thank you. It's been an honor. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sarah. And like everyone, when you listen to this, by the time you listen to this, Sarah's episode, uh, podcast, her own podcast will be out. So make sure you go and subscribe there as well. And I want you to, if like if you're already subscribed to this podcast, we'd love to hear what resonated with you. Mm. Um, what your aha moments were. Feel free to go to Apple Podcasts and and rate the show and leave us a review. And I just want to thank each and every single one of you that continue to return every week to listen to the show that helped us rank globally in the top 1.5% of most popular shows out of all podcasts, because there's almost 2.8 million podcasts out there. Wow. <laughs> like, crazy. Wow. <laughs> right? <laughs> so I, I want to challenge you this week. I want to challenge you to share this week's episode with at least 10 women, because Sarah dropped so much knowledge, like so many free gems that we need to like help impact all the women that are around us and strengthen them with this information. Feel free to screenshot this week's episode and you can tag us on Instagram. You can tag Sarah at Miss Sarah Fontenot and you can tag myself at The Real McKinney Smith and continue to walk in greatness in your stilettos in a manner worthy of your calling. Woo-hoo. Yay! <laughs> <laughs>